You could spend the weekend doing the same old whatever, or you could conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. We know it's not the day after the game, but we're looking at a Browns therapy Monday nonetheless. I'm Jeff Phelps. Menigan in for Baskin today. Hody's taking your phone calls. 216-474-0092. We're going to talk to Scott Petrak, our buddy from the Chronicle Telegram, coming up at 11 o'clock. We're going to have Jeff Thomas do it at 1120. Tyvis Powell, my partner on the Browns Radio Network, Andy's partner, coming up at 1 o'clock. And a lot of you today. We want to hear what you have to say. Because this was a season that I thought was in trouble. Just, you know, there's a little bit of trouble when Jack Conklin went down in game one. Then Nick Chubb goes down against the Steelers, and I thought, oh, boy, this is going to be bad. Then Deshaun got hurt, and I thought, this is not going to – this isn't going to work. Then Deshaun comes back. In between, you lose other guys. Then Deshaun goes out for the season, and I thought, okay, well, this, w- this was looking like it was going to be a lot of fun. And somehow, they went 11-6. and six. And see, that's, I got an email from somebody who said, you know, they were a paper tiger all year. They weren't as good as their record. Well, no, they weren't. No. They, they, were, they were beat up by injuries more so than most teams. Yes. And, and that's, there's no question. They weren't as good as 11-6 and six with what they had to work with. But somehow they made it work. They, somehow they won some games. And that's why I think going into the playoffs – we all had our fingers crossed. Can they, can they can they keep it going? I I'll be honest. I thought they'd beat the Texans, but I had been waiting for the okay, somehow some way some day this is going to catch up to them. I don't know if that's what it was against Houston. I don't know if it was poor play, poor coaching, poor everything. It just it just seemed like everything caught up to them. If if this team were healthy, my guess is this team is still playing football. But they weren't healthy, and they got to the playoffs anyway. So a lot of things a lot of things to unpack on this one, Dan. And we'll be doing it all offseason, but today's the day to start. The defense getting beat the way it did. On the road. Is, all season. Is probably the biggest question mark that you can have with this team. If you are mad at the offense you need to take a deep breath and you need to think for a second and go, okay, they were on the fifth and sixth string offensive tackles. They were on their fourth of five quarterbacks. Their star running back who probably, I mean, you could say he's probably the best player on the team or you could say he's the second best behind Miles Garrett, but boy, anything past the top two, I'd really have to question you. Went down in week two. You were running the ball with a guy who was working out at a local high school. Your quarterback worked out at another local high school in New Jersey. 
You were running the ball with Kareem Hunt. You were running the ball with Pierre Strong, who you grabbed at the beginning of the season from the Patriots for, I mean, what, a bag of donuts? Bag of, I mean, it, it was, might it was a whole lot of nothing. He might have helped against Houston. It was a whole lot of nothing. And Jerome Ford, who was a third-round pick and is fine. Maybe above average. Above average, I'd say. Yeah, we'll run with that. Like, I can't get mad at the offense. I can't scream about Kevin Stefanski. I, I can't lose it over that one. The defense, okay, there's some questions there of, all right, what happened? Because watching that entire game, it's like C.J. Stroud, they watch what happened in Denver, and they said, okay, they were able to attack him around the outside, and so this is what we're going to do. We're going to move the pocket. We're going to do everything we can to neutralize Miles Garrett. We are going to try to chip on that side unless there's Laramie Tunsil there. And we're going to do what we can to stop that one. JOK had himself a day. By the way, we should not go any further without saying JOK. Holy smokes, buddy. Yeah. Well, he had a year. Yeah. It looks like the Browns have an impact player on D. Right. And it just seemed like CJ Stroud had the answers and he hit the deep shots. And he, they, the yards after catch were unbelievable. The tackling was nuts. You were asking me in the call for yards after the catch. The Houston Texans had 165 yards after catch. Yeah. 9.7 9.7 yards after per it, reception. It just seemed like that they were like getting short passes and turning them into something. The Browns had a bad job tackling. The uh, Brevin Jordan touchdown. Micah Parsons of the Cowboys on Twitter called out Martin Emerson. If you haven't seen that play, and you know you can look at any play and think, well, you know, that was bad. It was really bad. Martin Emerson on that play. Martin, I think, is terrific, and I'm glad he's on this team. It's been outstanding. That play should have never been a touchdown. Yes. Because Martin Emerson should have had it. Uh, go go look at it. Dave is in Willoughby. Dave, get us started. How are you, Dave? Well, I hate to start off on a negative Nelly tone here, but, uh, you know, it's it's been happening ever since this game. Look, uh, what was Kevin Stefanski doing in practice last week? Was he resting the team all week after resting them? Uh, in the in the last game, which was kind of a stupid decision, but we can argue that works for Kansas were, City. Well, uh, were they watching the films on Stroud? Because the Texans were certainly watching the films on Flacco. So when you say stop calling for Stefanski's ouster, well, uh, that would probably be a good idea. But let's look at the uh, the uh, draft picks that the Browns gave up. To get uh, Mr. Watson. Okay, I'm all ears on this. Go, Dave. Who did they give up? Those draft picks beat the Browns. No, they didn't, Dave. (laughs) No, they did not. Damian Pierce is the only one who was on the field. This this was a great idea. The whole thing was, uh, let's give up these draft picks and get Watson. And uh, you think he's going to come back and do do anything approaching what Flacco did in five games? No. It's another disaster by the Browns. Hey, Dave, what was Flacco's record in the five games in the regular season? Well, he won the four games, didn't he? What was Deshaun Watson in the five games he started? I don't know. It's been four and one. So he did what Flacco did. Dave, listen, Dave. Well, Stefanski Stefanski did amazing work with what he had. The draft choices, the draft choices that went to Houston essentially did not lead to guys on the field. What they did, they moved those picks. You, you get a haul of draft picks, you make it work. And Houston did. Good credit to them. Okay, well, we can argue that. But what was Stefanski doing last week? What were they looking Dave, at? Dave, they were coaching. <laughs> they were coaching. 
Thank the you offense for the call, was Dave. good in this game. If you think for half a second that Kevin Stefanski was out there going, hey, Joe, you know what you should do? Stare down wide receivers and throw pick sixes. Like, I'm sorry, you're high. You're out of, you are out of your mind right now. You have eaten way too many brownies, and you need to stop. You, and actually, you're not even stoned. You're on LSD. Like, it's that right. simple. Wow. You're doing peyote in the desert Lucy with Aaron Rodgers. You're doing peyote in the desert. Like, seriously? No, you can't yell at Kevin Stefanski. By the way, to, to Dave out there, buckle in, because in about a week or so, both he and Andrew Barry are probably having a contract extension put in front of their faces, and they're probably signing them. So buckle in. The sitting guys in the last game against Cincinnati is a debate that will never go away. I can't tell you what, what's best. I, I don't know. I mentioned Kansas City. Kansas City arrested tons of guys in their last game. They destroyed Miami. Now, did the weather have something to do with that? I don't know, but Kansas City had to play in it too. It, it's a, it is a debate. I don't know which way to go on that. There's no question Houston looked more prepared to play. I would have played them a half. I yeah, would have played them a half. You said that all along. But I get it. You had I, said that all yeah. along. Robert's in for a million. Hey, Robert. How are you, Robert? Hey, guys. Couple of things. How's breakfast? Yeah. <laughs> Hangover for sure. All right. Happens to the best of us. Stroud got rid of the ball less than three seconds most times. That means he's seeing wide open receivers. I mean, wide open. They were. It was amazing, wasn't it? It was. Yeah, I was, it was nuts. How can you expect Garrett or Zadarius or any of those guys to get to a guy who's getting rid of the ball so quick? Doesn't the secondary, um, if they're covering well, it gives guys a chance to get to the QB. That's the whole goal. I mean the 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 pressure on the quarterback helps the def, the defense or the uh, secondary, and the secondary helps get pressure on the quarterback because the quarterback can't find anything on. They play hand in hand with each other. It's it's a great question. I'd love an answer to, and I, I frankly don't have one. I, it was surprising because I think the secondary has been was pretty good during the regular season, Robert. And it, it, just, it was it was not they were good. Outstanding. It was not good against Houston. Which leads to question number two. I, I'm not going to say they looked flat, um, but they didn't have fire on either side of the ball. They looked scared almost. Watching pregame, I'm like, boy, they're uptight. And then Schwartz had no answer with secondary help. Um, guys were wide open the whole game from the get-go. I, I thought I thought that, too. Unprepared? Yeah, that was a – you know, Robert, I can't. I can't go unprepared. I mean, these. this is the same coaching staff that had this team prepared most every week this season, it looked like, to go out and play a good football game. I I, I, would, I, I would agree, but yesterday, or I'm sorry, Saturday, right. they, they looked, they looked. They looked out, they the looked right outplayed and they looked out coached to me. I, I'll, I won't say they were unprepared. No. What, what, did, what were they doing? They were preparing to play a game. You know, all yeah, week. No, I'm with you. I get that. I, I totally agree. But the results didn't bear that out, especially early. Well, I they can't. They were shell-shocked or something. Yeah. Something was up. Robert, thank you very much. I mean, boy, the offense hummed in the first half. I mean, we can't scream about the offense in the first half. Dan, it was a 10-point game at halftime. Yeah. And until the touchdown on the 82-yard interception return, the Browns were heading into for a score. I mean, it, they were in the game despite some really bad things defensively at halftime and into the third quarter. 
And then when Flacco threw the two interceptions, returned for touchdowns. That was that, that's that's Katie bar the door. It's all over. Yeah, that and, was that was the end of it. And again, as bad as the pass was that he threw on the eighty-two yard interception return. Come on, man! Somebody make a tackle. No kidding. But it, there was there was nobody there to make a tackle. That, yeah. Did you and Wyatt Teller got hurt on that play? If yeah. Any, if anybody has it, go back and take a look at that interception or, or call it up. Wyatt tried to make a tackle. And, like, he bounced and he flipped and he flipped again. It was like, oh, my God, this guy's it, – it looked like he got thrown out of a car or something like that. And so you had offensive linemen chasing a DB. Yeah. That, that's not going to work. That's not going no, to – that's not that's, a recipe for that's success. That's not going to work. Todd's in Akron. Todd. Uh, hey, Todd, yeah. I'm going to put you back on hold. I put you – I punched you up too early. Uh, Scott Petrak's coming up at 11 o'clock. Todd's coming up from Akron momentarily. Folks, how's it, how's it feeling today? Any better than it did on on Saturday? I, I think it just leaves us all with a lot more questions. But but I will say, I've got a lot of optimism about what's what's here and what this could become in the future. Could is the key word. You could spend the weekend doing the same old whatever, or you could conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else, even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash recommend today. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance, too, with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. I'm Jeff Phelps, no Baskin today. Menigan's in for Baskin. I think Andy's still recovering. Uh, I had punched up Todd in Akron right when I shouldn't have. Todd, I apologize. Thanks for sticking through the break. Yeah, thanks for waiting, man. Well, this is what I want to say. Like, This is why I'm so angry, because that opportunity that we missed, we may not see the Browns in the playoffs for another decade. And the reason why I'm saying this is because I've always said this, every when I called in a couple of months ago. If you don't know how to scout well, you're going to get out that secondary to me is the biggest thing. That's the most impressive reason why I believe the Browns lost the game because of the secondary. You see how awful they were? I mean, they couldn't even – it was people running wide open. He missed He missed a wide open play, a throw. They missed so several of them. I'm saying to myself, if your scouting is bad, we're going to get this year after year after year. That's what I'm saying. And we might not see the Browns in the playoffs for another decade because we'll be, we'll, that opportunity we missed against Houston. Todd, let me throw let me throw a number at you. Terry Pluto had this from Peter King of Football Morning in America. There were eight plays that Peter found. Peter saw five himself, and then he checked with Pro Football Focus, I believe it was, and found that there were eight plays in the game 
where a Texans receiver was at least five yards behind the Browns secondary. Mm-hmm. <laughs> wow, wow. Oh God, yes. And by the way, I played for Akron U. I was a defensive back. I was a phenomenal man-to-man corner. I quit. I walked away. I was the type of corner, if I was within arm reach, with you, arm reach of you, I was going to intercept the ball, or you wasn't going to catch the ball. But I played man-to-man. It was never no receiver wide open, or, or I, I was no within the vicinity where I couldn't make a play. So I, I don't know if I'm the only one that see this, but what is everybody looking at? You know, like, my God, that's how bad it is. And they're talking about bringing all these players back next year. They need to, they need to totally get rid of that secondary and start all over again. That's Todd, you know what I'm, I'm going to suggest they do? And, Todd, we should have stuck it out because the Browns, may, maybe they could have used it. Yeah. Um, I thought the secondary was pretty good during the regular season. They were the best secondary in football. They got scorched against Houston. Okay? There's no question. I thought Ronnie Hickman stepped in as a rookie. It's He was a find by the Browns, and he got scorched against Houston. They went right after Ronnie Hickman. Juan Thornhill came. I mean, he told you he was hurt. He came right out after that game, and he's like, I was battling stuff. That calf never went away. He looked like a corner. He looked like a safety who was hurt. I mean, they, I think Greg Newsom has done a real nice job since he's been here. He did not have a good game against Houston. He got worked. You don't throw guys out because they had one bad game. You coach them up. Uh, Taki Taki had a rough, rough day at the office, too. Well, Taki Taki is one of those guys on a long list of free agents, I believe. Yeah. And, and the Browns are going to have some decisions it, to make. It was one of those on those – Every time, like Dalton Schultz, or there was, uh, oh gosh, it was that play action boot where I think it was Dalton Schultz that leaked out on there. And you had two guys, one of them was Obo Okoronkwo, and the other one was Taki Taki that decided to rush Stroud, and Stroud popped it over him. I mean, I, those are the kind of plays where you're just like, okay, I. I think Jim Schwartz is smart enough to know that Oboe should not be the one dropping into coverage. It's probably the middle linebacker who should be on that guy. Like, Taki Taki had a rough day and probably shouldn't be playing middle linebacker for this team moving forward. Uh, Marty's in Pittsburgh. Hello, Marty. How are you, Marty? I think it's Twinsburg. Oh, Twinsburg. Sorry, Marty. Twinsburg. I'm a Cleveland guy. So we're at the game. Season ticket holders. First time caller, by the way, guys. But we showed up down there, man. There was their whole, what would be the 300 section at our stadium. Their stadium was empty there. There was a lot of open seats there. So, you know, though, all those canceled flights really, uh, played a part in us not being there. Secondly, we were loud. When we went up uh, 14 to 10, that place was barking. But then when we went down, we took it right back. But I'll tell you this. It seemed like they were playing zone. And the stat you just brought up about the eight plays that were behind defenders, mm-hmm. Newsom was just getting torched, man. And, and we didn't do anything to adjust. We were still in the game up until that second interception. And, and I, you know, it's hard to say, but Miles seems absent. Uh, and maybe that's because, you know, CJ got the ball out. But it just seems like we did not, we just looked slow. For a playoff game, they looked like they were ready. We looked slow. But, Jeff, you said it, man. A lot of optimism for next year. We got a lot of guys who played, who got playing time. We got some rookies who got some playing time. Kevin Stefanski put, a, put us in the playoffs with a duct tape offensive line, hmm? a guy off the couch, and then just injury after injury. And backup running backs. And backup running backs. 
Like, there was a call earlier this morning. The guy was complaining about the running game. The Texans only had 50 yards on the ground going into the third quarter. Like, we were – we were, it just all deflated in that second interception. And there's a lot of hope, man. Let's hope our offensive line can get healthy, stay healthy, and let's hope number four can come out and do exactly what we want them to do next year. There you a lot go. of hope, a lot of optimism. Go Browns. Thanks for the call. All right, Marty. Course, man. Appreciate you calling. Don't be a stranger, Marty. Call back again. Marty mentioned adjustments. I found this interesting. When Miles Garrett said it in his postgame comments, I looked at Tyvis Powell, and we both kind of like rolled our eyes a little bit because clearly in the first half, Houston found something in the Browns' defense, and they were exploiting it. And then Miles was asked about some adjustments and changes from defensive coordinator Jim Schwartz. Here's what Miles had to say. Odyssey celebrates Mother's Day, brought to you by T-Mobile. You can count on T-Mobile to help you stay connected on America's largest 5G network. Hey everyone, Boomer Esiason here. The NFL Draft is behind us and your favorite team is now gearing up for week number one. The free Odyssey app puts you right in the middle of the pro football conversation with the biggest sports radio stations from across the country. The local voices who know your team the best, giving you their unfiltered takes on the current state of your squad. It's always football season right here on the free Odyssey app. I can't imagine that there wasn't some adjustment. Can you? There had to be some. They had to have some adjustments. And if not, and I think Jim Schwartz did a did a great job all year. And anybody who calls and says he didn't do a great job all year, you're lying because you called us earlier and said he was doing a great job. Oh, Every, everybody loved this guy, but I can't believe they didn't do something. And if they didn't, ooh, that was bad. Because it's the NFL. Everybody has a coaching staff. Right. Everybody has scouting. Everybody has analytics. You've got a coach on the fly. There's there is always a counterpunch to every punch. Like and maybe this is a Tyvis question at one o'clock. Maybe we ask Tyvis Powell what they could have done. Like that's because that's somebody who's going to know I am not a defensive guru in any way to know what the counterpunch should have even been to what no, they were doing. I. And so I don't have that answer. I don't know. I I know that this team had been incredibly successful all season long with their ability to just throw pressure and more pressure and mix things up on you know on the back end of it and play a boatload of man. And that's where this team succeeded. They were a man-to-man defense all year long and we loved it and it worked. I mean heck, we well, had people it, screaming it we had people screaming last year that Joe Woods' biggest complaint was the fact that he didn't play man. That oh you gotta play man with this defense. You gotta play man with Denzel Ward. He's a man corner. Like we we heard this until the end. And like that's what they did. And they did it fantastic and something happened in this game. And I, I still don't know. I'm frankly, I'm not smart enough. Rodney's in Cleveland. Rodney, how are you, Rodney? Hey, what's going on, gentlemen? How are you, sir? Hey, I'm good. I, I'm hearing everything, Jeff, and, and you guys. Listen, man. I'm gonna say this, man. Playing football and being on the other end of coaching the game, I got beat by a team that I beat because we sat down. You have to keep your train rolling. I agree. They should at least play a half. They came out sluggish. They came out slow. Because, man, you ha- you can't stop the momentum, and that's what they did. 
They stopped the momentum of what they had riding by going into Cincinnati and losing that game. And you didn't embarrass Cincinnati. tried to embarrass the backups. And they lost that game. And when they left, they walked into Houston the same way they walked out of Cincinnati. Flat, wasn't ready to play. And that's what happened to the Browns, gentlemen. Thank you. All right, Rodney. Again, that's a debate. I don't know the answer to it. After all the injuries this team dealt with all season long, can you imagine if they had played Joe Flacco for even a quarter, he took one hit, and he wasn't quarterbacking? Seriously. I mean, the way the way the game turned out, obviously Joe threw two interceptions. Returned for touchdowns. I can't yell at the offense too much. There were two there the were offense. two bad plays, and the, they didn't run the ball. The defense wasn't good. And they hadn't I, run the ball for I just, quite I, five I, games. I have a, a hard time buying that it was because they sat guys. Sometimes teams sit guys and and they play well the next game out. Sometimes they play they sit guys and they don't play well. Kansas City played well enough and they rested a ton of guys. You know, so I well, we'll see what Baltimore can, can looks we, like this week. Can we not just say you got beat? Yeah. You I got mean, you, you got beat. And by the way, that's the reality. You got beat. Like teams coming out of bye weeks usually seem refreshed yeah. and ready to go. Well, some of our guys had a bye, and they weren't refreshed and ready to go. So, I, And remember, this team's bye week was after week four. It was a long time ago. Now, you did have a, a little longer layoff because of the Thursday night game against the Jets. I'll say that. I mean, it was longer than usual. But, I again, I'm, I'm much more inclined to just say, hey, look, you got your butts whipped. Yeah. You just got beat. Yeah. Rather yeah. than, well, it's because you sat and you were healthy. And it's a really I bad don't. time to have your rear end handed to you on a silver platter. But that's, you got your rear end handed to you. Kevin Stefanski's had this comment and it wasn't trite and it wasn't cliche. I think he was right on the money. He said, we picked a really bad day to have a bad game. And they did. And they're feeling the same way in Dallas today. And asking the same questions in Dallas that we're asking here, but even more so. I would believe. Scott, if you're on hold, we'll get to your phone calls a little later on, but we're going to bring in Scott Petrak from the Chronicle Telegram, brownzone.com, brownzone.com. Scott's thoughts every Monday at 11. It's Monday at 11. He's next. Okay, picture this. It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can spend another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. With available H-Track all-wheel drive and three-row seating, my whole family can head deep into the wild. Conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance, too, with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. Odyssey celebrates Mother's Day, brought to you by T-Mobile. You can count on T-Mobile to help you stay connected on America's largest 5G network. 